0: Ah yeah, Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Dave Aranda, you'll hear from Dave at uh, 5 o'clock. My exclusive sit-down with Dave Aranda. What's on Dave's mind? And uh, I've already tweeted out a few things that Dave said. Curtis Quillen joining us now, sports director over at Channel 6. And, hey, Curtis, it is interesting. I think Baylor people are on edge right now. You know, sometimes you put out a few quotes from an interview that you're kind of teasing, and you just kind of think, well, you know, I mean, some of it's kind of what Dave said to us before. But then in the in the aftermath of a loss, a home loss, it's, it, it sort of takes on a different life. And I, I see people responding to me like, oh, this isn't good. Oh, I'm upset. But part of it is, Curtis, uh, Dave Aranda is just very candid And he's a a lot more upfront and honest than most college uh, football coaches. He
1: really is. Uh, And honestly, there's no uh, bigger overreaction in sports than a college football fan after a decent length home uh, win streak gets snapped. And, you know, all of those kind of come together. And he's going to call it like he sees it. Uh, He's a guy who is similar to a lot of us in that he doesn't have the energy to try to remember what it is he told people or to try to BS people who can see right through it. I mean, how many coaches have stood at the podium since you and I have been covering Baylor and told us one thing and is like, okay, we can see through that.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: I I can think of one name in particular with a line of, don't worry about the score, just go play. Just go play the game. And don't get me wrong, that approach worked for the team. But, I mean, it. it Aranda's not like that. He's going to... He's going to answer the question. Um, And so he's very honest. Uh, I think that leads to a little bit more anxiety for the fans because sometimes it might not sound like he's as optimistic as he is. But, I mean, there is nobody more optimistic and more confident in his team than Dave Aranda. All
0: right. Tell me that order real quick on the coffee, uh, which you uh, so eloquently, (laughs) after after that OSU win. See, I don't know. if I guess we've gone one bet. Then I, I the Big 12 Championship, now I'm down a coffee to you. What is your coffee order?
1: Honestly, I'm a nitro cold brew guy with, like, sweet cream foam. So I like the caffeine, but I like the foam to be able to sweeten it up a little
0: bit. Sweet cream foam. Okay. Okay. Nitro cold brew. Uh, I'm writing that down because I want to get that right next time I see you. And uh, interesting this week, isn't it, uh, Curtis, as you get ready for a Thursday game, Baylor going to do some media stuff tomorrow, kind of working to try to keep in as big a routine as they can. I've seen NFL teams do this over the year. Okay, today's, I know it seems like a Monday, but it's actually this to us, or this is a this. Um, It. It does seem like Dave Aranda is someone, Curtis, who really values routine. But it is uh, – I, I kind of feel bad for you guys that on, a, on what looked to be a wide-open uh, 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 Saturday off has not quite ended up like that.
1: You know, I'm fortunate that I have a really good staff that I can trust. And Matt Lively is phenomenal. And I, I know that sometimes there's fires I don't even find out about until Monday because he – Dampens it, takes the extinguisher to it, and then uh, on Monday he's like, oh, by the way, this happened over the weekend that you need to know about. And so yeah. he'll handle all of the stuff this weekend. But, you know, with a young team like what Baylor has, and then you combine it with the fact that Dave Miranda himself is kind of a routine-oriented guy, um, getting into a routine before a game is incredibly important. And so you look at the schedule for the coming week, and it's like, okay, we're young, we're coming out of a bye, we've got a Thursday game. I mean, why not make Saturday, Monday, you know? So I kind of get where they're coming from with it. Is it going to be a little weird for all of us? We're like, oh, it's Saturday. Uh, we're, we don't go to the stadium today. So now we just show up to the office and put our sports cast together. No, it's uh, show up to the press conference. And then after that, it's basically your Saturday. <laughs> and so weird for us, but I totally understand where he's coming from. Um, you know, the Baylor uh, sports information folks came to us. Uh, a few weeks ago and said hey West Virginia week how many of you guys are going to Red River because uh, we're thinking about doing the press conference on Saturday and I told him I said w- we're going to take advantage of the buy and get some rest ourselves at least yeah. in our department and so uh, Nicole Sheeran is out she's a uh, she's out at the uh, in uh, Athens Georgia this weekend to go see her alma mater she's a, a UGA grad and she's going to watch Georgia pummel Auburn tomorrow and then uh, Matt will handle everything on the air this weekend, and then uh, yeah. Thursday morning I'll head up to uh, Morgantown.
0: I like I like hearing y'all's schedule. Uh, by the way, Thursday morning, my gosh, because that is not the easiest place in the world to get to. I'm not even going to ask you where you're flying out of, because last time that led to us really going back and forth on some of your travel plans. Curtis Quillen, sports director at Channel 6, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. At some point, Curtis, we need to talk about the Big 12 coaches I don't totally know what message they were trying to send or what's going on. I'm talking about women's basketball, picking the picking the Bears fourth in the conference. That one caught me off guard. I'll just do it real quick right here because uh, I want to get to some of this high school. Did um, I guess that's just that Baylor's losing two premier players that are WNBA, and the thought is that they're going to have. A pretty big drop-off but did that still surprise you especially given the fact that for like 12 years previous the Bears were uh, the Bears were picked to win this conference
1: um I don't know if I imagined fourth I, I think the top two made sense to me I thought that maybe they would switch OU and Baylor so that Baylor would have been picked third Um, but when I talked to some friends in college basketball they're like dude that Iowa State roster and that Texas roster this year are absolutely loaded man and so the coaches pulled that was the only real surprise to me was that Baylor was fourth instead of third but okay um, I don't think it's a real big message I think yeah like you said two top 10 draft picks gone Um, and now you've got yes you have a decent recruiting class coming in um, but you have a whole lot of returning production coming back to Austin and coming back to Ames. yeah um, and Iowa State found a way to get it done against Baylor last year and so you have to figure that it um, that is uh, something that's sitting there in the coach's mind going hey they've been given the, they've been g- giving Baylor fits for a little bit um, you know maybe this is maybe this is the year for Iowa State first time since the 2000 2001 season. That Iowa State has been picked in the preseason coaches poll to win the big twelve conference it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting year uh in in the big twelve and women's basketball, but um I think it's just a deeper conference than it's ever been
0: yeah yeah, I don't know but Baylor's got two big time transfers so i'm not I'm still not quite understanding it in the past you know you're you're given some kind of belief based on what you've done in the past but uh okay, let's look at some of these high school games and I want to get your take on some of this. Uh, number eight Bremond at five and zero at number five Chilton and uh, uh, that Bremond quarterback uh, Braylon Wortham of course and then the uh, the Chilton quarterback Isaiah Red what an interesting story uh, of you know where he moved over from from China Spring I mean it, this really has the makings of a huge sort of playoff preview type situation for both these teams but. Uh, just a great district matchup as they get their uh, district slate going here.
1: I will go so far as to say that's the district championship game in the first week of district action in 13 2A Division II. Um, I know Milano has surprised a lot of people and is probably going to uh, have uh, have a uh, a statement for some people tonight at Bartlett, but. Um, I think these are hands down the two best teams. And obviously Granger lives in that district as well. But I do think that uh, there is a clear divide between, you know, tier one with Bremont and Chilton and tier two with uh, Granger and Milano. Um, and so this is a fascinating, an absolutely fascinating game to me. Um, I think, you know, I, my bold prediction on countdown to kickoff uh, at the beginning of the football season here on Six News was Chilton to the state semifinals. And if this, if this game starts getting out of hand, going the way of the pirates, then, uh, I know that there is a certain coach about 25 minutes up the road in region three, because Chilton got moved to region four. Remember, uh, yeah. that is definitely going to be paying attention to what the pirates are doing through the rest of district play. And, um, uh, you know, Fall City's kind of down. So who knows where the Beavers and the pirates might meet in the playoffs this year. Um, you know Burton's not in that district. They kind of put Burton in a College Station, Victoria area, all the way over to Fall City district. Uh, very strange geographic district, but it's uh it, that is going to be to me who is the front runner in Region Four in 2A Division Two, um, given that Fall City is down and that Fall City has had the number of programs like Burton in recent years. And so this is a game that I think has a lot deeper implications on the season um, than some might even realize.
0: All right, talking to Curtis Quillen, uh, looking at some of these other games, uh, uh, that Marlin uh, at 2-0 in district, at number three, Crawford. And uh, this, of course, is a uh, is a, a rematch of last year's uh, regional final and, uh, and this, again, I, I love some of these kind of early district. And I say early. This is going to be the third uh, game in district for these two teams. But uh, this is another really interesting matchup. How do you see this one going?
1: Um, well, it's our game of the week, and for good reason. I mean, you've got the playoff rematch aspect of it, and you've got two teams with tons of returning experience and tons of athletes back, uh, both teams with expectations to be in Arlington whenever the season started. And then, of course, in February – realignment puts them in the same district. And I think a lot of us had had this date circled as, okay, if these teams kind of live up to expectations and maybe it's uh maybe it's our game of the week. And so Marlin has proven that that non-conference slate uh, was just them going out, getting tested and making sure that they did the things they needed or found out what they needed to fine tune for district play and for the playoffs. Um I really liked the way Marlin played against Bosqueville. I was at that game. I really liked uh the, sta- the uh, statement win Marlon got over Moody last week. And so now, you know, it's put up or shut up for both of these teams is because you've been talking about, uh, you know, we've got really good expectations this season. Well, you're going to have to beat this team at some point, whether it's now or late November or early December. Um, this is a phenomenal matchup. We could see it again in the regional final in 2A Division One Region Two. Um, it's, you know, it, you take the scheme part of it out, you know, two good defenses, and then you take the, the scheme part of it out. You're kind of looking in the mirror, veteran group that remembers that game last year. You're drawing on that game in December. The only, the difference in this game is going to be the fact that you have a Crawford team that runs the option, uh, kind of like the, uh, the little pistol set, the flex, the the Navy type flex bone, um, except, uh, they you know, tend to throw it, so something we haven't seen from Navy in a few years. Um, then for Marlin, it's a true spread offense, you know, let our uh, let our athletes go out there and out athlete your athlete. And so I think I'm curious to see. I think it's going to be a chess match from the moment the opening whistle blows.
0: All right, and then that Temple at Midway is of great interest to me, dating back to 2012. Panthers have uh, have dominated. Uh, uh this this particular uh, rivalry but uh temple uh certainly seemingly on paper has the upper hand in in the uh in in more division 1 type candidates uh do you see midway being able to hang and you think this was going to this is going to be a close one well i
1: think that's the question right is what kind of you know where is midway right now and so i think midway has the potential to hang but I also know that the Panthers might be a little bit young this year, and so uh, it's a matter of how does it pan out on the field. Um, I think I, – I mean, I'm picking Temple in this one. Uh, I think that if if they keep it close, then we know that Midway has a chance to do some things, in the, especially in the next few years. Um, I think that they're still a little bit young, and so I would go with the experience in this one. I would go with the FBS Level prospects from temple in this one um and so i think the wildcats would snap can snap the skid in this in this rivalry um that atmosphere that atmosphere at panther stadium whenever these two play um is second to almost none and so this is going to be a really fun game you know we'll we'll have uh we'll have the highlights of that one because you know it is of great uh interest to me like you said it's uh you know, what are we going to see from Midway the rest of the way? Um, you know, they open district play with a win over Hutto. And so now it's a matter of, you know, are the Panthers going to crack that top four? And if they do, where are at in that top four. Because we I don't really know what to make out of what we've seen from Brian yet. And I don't know what to make out of what we've seen from Hutto yet. Um, and so far, uh, Weiss has played – Harker Heights and Temple lost both of those tonight. Weiss plays Copper's Cove. So this will probably be what tells us, okay, is Weiss just kind of going to move up to sixth a lose to all, the belt, all those I-14 schools, Temple, Harker Heights, Copper's Cove? Um, or is Weiss going to have something to say for one of those four playoff spots uh, at the end of the season? So I think it's a fascinating matchup um, for a lot of different uh, reasons, playoff seeding, um, not the least of which.
0: Do you always root against Oklahoma? Like, are you able to root for the Horns on on an annual basis just because of your ties to Oklahoma State? How do Oklahoma State fans usually uh, uh, take this game in? And do they they find themselves uh, either rooting for the Horns or just simply rooting against the Sooners in this matchup?
1: Oh, yeah! As an Oklahoma State fan, can you ever root for either one of these teams? It's one of those <laughs> where, it, 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 like the the uh, the old joke. Uh, I just hope they all have fun. I just hope yeah. both teams have fun. And so that's kind of how I like uh, how I go into Red River. Um, I covered it in 2016. I can't wait to go back for a game. Uh, one of the greatest college football atmospheres I've <laughs> ever seen a game in. And neither one of these teams was all that great in 2016. I think we can all admit that. I mean, Texas fired Charlie Strong that season, so uh it's uh it's a really fun rivalry I I'm just I love it when this game is fun and uh I, I just want to see something interesting happen in it
0: were you on the sideline or up in the press box uh Jessica Mori and I
1: were both shooting so we were both down on the oh, field oh
0: man that's what a what a I mean that that's a that's a wall of sound that it's hard to find anything to compare that to I mean, we've heard loud. I mean, that's unbelievable. You know, when that when those crowds get going, but that it is a tremendous atmosphere. Are you a corny dog guy? Do you like the uh, Do you like the State Fair? Okay, so this is where you're going to
1: question my Texan card. Um, I've actually never been to the State Fair. It's on my bucket <laughs> list to go. I have coworkers it's, who can't believe I've never been to the State Fair, of Texas.
0: It's not and, that far away.
1: Not before, especially up here. You know, it made sense never going when I was a kid. I was always busy. I was playing sports in the fall, and then I was in high school, and I was in band, and so Saturday was contest day. And I uh, grew up in Floresville. OU Texas weekend is always the same weekend as the Floresville Peanut Festival, and so that's the thing that uh, you can't miss when you're when you're in the Floresville Mighty Tiger Band. And so it's uh, there, there, were, I, there were always things that got in the way, and in years past, it's been football again that's gotten in the way uh but yeah. this year it's just that I just don't feel like getting off my couch this weekend
0: <laughs> all right yeah i'll uh, host you if you do make a run to the state fair at some point I kind of know my way around that place. And this would be a fun year to do it, by the way, because, uh, uh, well, you're a Spurs fan. I was going to tell you about the unbelievable Mavericks exhibit, but you wouldn't care about that. Uh, Curtis, I, I hope you all have a, a, a tremendous night. It's going to be a fun game of the week, Channel 6. Watch all the coverage tonight. Uh, Curtis uh, in studio and then Matt Lively doing a great job throughout the weekend covering Baylor. Uh, all my best to the uh, Channel 6 staff. Thank you, uh, Curtis.
1: I appreciate it Matt thanks for having us on
0: you bet Curtis Quillin saying goodbye to us on this uh, Friday afternoon that is chilling with Quillin one of the more popular spots uh popular segments we do here another very